January 1st, 2019, and you are tuned into HTM Sports again here at twitch.tv backslash hitting the marks. My name is Jargo. I will be your host for the day. We hope that you're having a wonderful new year, that you're not having technical difficulties like we are. But give it up for my tag team partner. Once again, the man, the myth, the legend that is the real RBV. Rick, welcome back to HTM Sports. It's me, it's me. Said all of the B to the V. Rick Vicker here. Once again, hashtag HTM Sports. Hey, we're going on not one, not two, but three. We're going on three. That's our lucky charm here, right? Hey, I think I've actually got it to where I can kind of see what I'm doing here. So that absolutely helps. For some reason, once we took the uh, stream live today, ladies and gentlemen, we started having some technical difficulties. Number one, let me get to the right overlay. Hey, there we go. Now it's actually HTM Sports. Uh, Huggleberry, let's go ahead. Let's let's start things off with some college football. Uh, because over the course of the weekend, obviously, we had the two national semifinal games. Rick, I, I guess the first question is, is the system already broken? Well, yeah, I'm going to say, when I saw this on the run here, I, I, my first my first thought was uh, yes and no. And I know where a lot of fans are going to be looking at this. Yes, this, the semifinals, uh, the national sem semifinals were very disappointing, very lopsided uh, in so many ways. And, you know, we saw Notre Dame, so... Their fans had so high, high hopes, you know, hopes for high hopes for, uh, pretty much just you know blown out of the building there, uh, ultimately exposed. But but I feel you know when the argument starts this weekend, everyone's talking about expansion. Well, we needed more people to have an opportunity. Well, for me, I don't think that that's not where the problem lies, because even if we went to six or eight teams, I still feel yeah we might have had some competitive games along the way, but we still end up here with ultimately the two best. Uh, number one and number two, which kind of takes us all the way back to the way it was, where you just played out your season and whoever was sitting one and two would go play for your championship. Now, on, if you want to ask me, is the system broke? Initially, what I want to say is, you know, how did, well, how did we get to these four teams? I, I, what I want going forward is clarification of what qualifies you as a playoff contender in, in college football. You know, it could compare it to the NFL. Is it really fair that the Chargers, uh, one of the absolute best in the league, Best in the AFC are going to have to go on the road, you know, 90% chance to get to the Super Bowl because of, you know, because of the, because they finished second to the Chiefs. Yeah, I do think yes, that it is, is fair, fair because we division. know the rules. Right, win your division. I mean, that's, that's the first thing for me. If, if you're going to complain about it, just go out and win your damn division. Well, yeah, and I agree with that too. But hey, but you look—you've had—you had teams that actually won their division, won conference championship games, and were still left out here. Uh, I think you need to in restructuring this thing. Even if you keep it at four, you expand it, whatever. And I got—we could talk expansion for an hour here. But you have to define it. You—you you set up. You know, if you go to—if you go to six teams, then go to four power conferences with two at-large bids, something along those lines. If you go to eight, you have six power conferences or whatever. With, at, with a couple at-large bids. And then you say, this is how we're defining how you get here, your quality of your wins. Hey, and then you define something like that, you, you force Alabama's hand to playing a tougher schedule as well instead of these cupcakes out of the out of the SEC where their only competition is that that top echelon in the SEC because the rest of that conference is, is it's kind of mediocre. Our good friend Craig Horsley in the chat room here, he says he, he wants to go to an eight-team playoff. I'm fine with it being four. 
I really am. I don't I don't have any need for these kids to be playing more games. I mean, especially when I look at what teams like Michigan did in their bowl game. I mean, who in the hell really needs that in the college football playoff? Well, and you look at who would be in here right now. As I said, you know, just a little bit earlier, we ultimately would get down to either Alabama, Clemson, or maybe Georgia in there. You know, maybe Ohio State. I mean, you had some, uh, you know, a small selection of teams that actually were going to be here. Now, sure, you would have, even if they went to six this year, you might have a more competitive game between, you know, Oklahoma, Ohio State. But ultimately, you're going to get that, what we saw happen in the semifinal. I want to throw the other logistics issue here. You know, everyone's like, just go to the eight teams. You can use the other bowls. We've already depleted the bowl system. I mean, no one really cares about what's going on today because it has has nothing. There's no ramifications to a championship. Uh, there's, you know, there's some nostalgia there for the Rose Bowl and, and the other ones going on, but but that's it. And then also, I know the travel, and everyone says it works in Division Two. Division Two, we're talking small peas. I mean, this is the big leagues. I mean, we're talking selling out. 100,000-seat stadiums, you're asking fan bases to travel, you're taking students away from their studies. Uh, the, the logistics there is amazing. I, I I just I don't like expanding this damn playoff, not when it comes to football. I think there's too many injuries that, that play into it, and you're not going to end up with the best teams always winning this damn thing. Uh, let, let's talk about the, the, the two games that we had on Saturday. Let's start things off with the good one. That was Alabama defeating Oklahoma 45-34, but I feel like this game was actually a lot closer than it really was. Alabama starts off 21 nothing in the first quarter, and from then on they are outscored by Oklahoma in quarter 2, 3, and 4, 34-24. Rick, the, the second, third, and fourth quarter was much more the game that I expected. It was Oklahoma doesn't have enough firepower to come back from down 21 against a team like Alabama. And I, I think that was actually the game plan from Alabama. Let's just get out and, and realize we can go in cruise control a little bit. Let's rest a little bit. You know, let's let's get that lead where we feel comfortable and that we know we can play ahead from where they're not going to make some massive comeback on. And that's that's really how I read the rest of that game. I know. You know, a lot of, you know, where I was at, the fans were getting into it. Oh, this is going to get interesting. And I kept saying, like, no, this is just Alabama. It's just baiting them. Because if they want to at any time, they could turn it back on. Yeah, I mean, Alabama, absolutely. At the beginning of the game, anyway, was by far the better team. Oklahoma did everything that they could to try to come back. But, I mean, Tua goes 24 of 27 for 318 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. When you're down 21 points, that's awful damn hard to keep up with. Right. I mean, it, it's and they, that's what they knew what they were doing. You know, they set the pace. Come catch me if you can. Yeah. Notre Dame gets blown out by Clemson, 30-3. to This thing was an absolute embarrassment. I'm done with Notre Dame. I went on a tirade about this Monday in the locker room. Notre Dame is just... I, I'm with our friend Craig here. Notre Dame is now the UCF level. They can go undefeated again, and they will never be in the four-team playoff. No conference, no playoffs. Rick, you've been screaming it for a couple of weeks. I'm right there with you. I'm done with Notre Dame. Just join the damn ACC already. Yeah, it was a shame, you know, is that one of the national semis, we got the ACC championship. But there are still, you know, those true those true through and through Notre Dame fans that they're still, oh, you know, we still got that big contract. We're, we're still, the, we've still got the Golden Dome. That we're still the cherished destination. Well, guess what? You're not. And that's going to continue to fade. And now that, you know, you've been given your opportunity, you've been given your opportunity to try to go to that next stage and shine when you've already proven, uh, what we, I mean, what are they like? Oh, and nine in uh, the big six in the BCS games or something like that. Uh, oh, like an six. average of like, Oh, and six, but losing by like an average of 24 20, points, 
24 points. And, and then to lose like this here, I, I want it more. I wanted it to be 50 to 3. I wanted Clemson to lay it on them just to really hammer home. Hey, you, this is your one opportunity. You still think you belong there? You, it's proven that you're not. And we're seeing that out there right now as the game is wrapping up uh, with Central Florida and LSU. Our with, good friend uh, the, the, uh, Joe Morin from Turnbuckle Talk here says, is anyone ever going to unseat Alabama? Just domination, huh? Well, the way that college football works, Joe, yeah, that, that's basically how it goes. The rich get richer because the more games you win, especially on national television, the more championships you win, the more five-star recruits you get, and that's how Alabama has built this dynasty. Rick, do you see this thing stopping anytime soon? Unless it goes you know, back to what we were just talking about, where they define – what it actually takes and means to get into this playoff, and they force Bama's hand to play a tougher schedule, to play outside of their conference. You know, not just to go to a, a, another team site outside of conference, but at least go to a neutral site and play in Ohio State, play, you know, one of the powers from the Big 12, something like that. They refuse to do that. And then this also prevents them in Week 10 playing Citadel. Yes, because that you is know, absolutely have, ridiculous. You'd have to define actually what it takes to get there. Hey, but right now, your, Bama knows how to play the game better than anybody, and they've stacked the deck in their favor for the foreseeable future. Let's go ahead. Let's. Uh, well, I guess the finals are going to be Monday against Monday Night Raw. Those poor bastards. Monday night, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on ESPN. Huckleberry, who you got? Well, I was going to say you don't think uh, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, and John Cena can can measure up to the to the Roll Tide and, and Death Valley, the Crimson Tigers? Not even a little bit. Oh man, what what? Oh, I, uh, I'm Not going even in this a little way. bit. You know, this is essentially, you know, kind of a rubber match between these two in championships. They, they've each got one. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a really, really good game. I, I want to say Bama, but, you know, something in me, looking at, looking at how they played recently and look at some of these stats and how they line up, I think Clemson might be able to get them. Uh, Craig Thompson Horsley says uh, Clemson versus Bama should get their own title game. The rest of the teams get an eight-team tourney for the second-tier title, a la the IC title. He basically wants to have an NIT for uh, college football. Everyone else is, hey, I got, hey, uh, let's make like an amendment to Craig's idea there. How about we just have those two play each other the first game of next season? So that one of them has to start out with one loss and work their way back to this. No, 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 no. They have to. They have to play the last game of the season so that we don't get both of them in the damn playoff. So it's even like so they just combine the SEC and the ACC championship as like a sub playoff. Yep, might as well because there's not another team in the ACC worth playing other than Clemson, at least not right now. Let's throw things over to the NFL Week 17 in Huckleberry. There's not a whole lot to talk about here other than what's going to happen. Because all the teams involved in the playoffs actually took care of business this week, with the exception of the Saints, who had no business to take care of. The Saints go down 33-14, to 14, thanks to the Carolina Panthers. But who cares, right? I mean, Drew Brees didn't even play this game. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have to take care of business this week because they took care of it the previous weeks. And we knew this going in. I guess if you're a Panther fan, you can at least hang your hat on it. You finally snapped your losing streak against the Saints, but... Uh, that's about it. But, you know, look up through these scores. I, do you want to run through them all real quick before we – or do you want to hit them each? Um, I, I just kind of run through them here. I, I, let's talk about the Saints a little bit, though, because I do have some background information here that, that actually intrigues me. The Saints, weeks 1 through 12, averaged 36.6 points a game. Weeks 13 through 17, only 20.25. Now, they're going to get to play in the Superdome all the way on their road to Atlanta. Is there any chance that the Saints get upset here? 
Well, I think, you know, I think most certainly there is. We saw the Rams go there and give them all they wanted inside the Superdome. Uh, that was one hell of a game for one of the more memorable games of the regular season, if not the game of the regular season. I think a lot of it has to do with, too, you know, Jerry, you got to look. Yeah, they were on the road a lot during this uh, this backstretch, and you're dealing more with injuries setting in, and it's the competition gets a little more fierce. You know, you're going to get into those tighter games, and you you maybe you, you pull back a little bit from your playbook where you don't expose as much because you know you've got to save a lot going into the playoffs. Uh, they know that they were positioned to be in the postseason uh, just a matter of where. So you're going to have a little bit of change there. The Los Angeles Rams take down the 49ers. This score actually is a little bit alarming to me, Rick. 48-32, to 32, Rams over the 49ers. It, they gave up 32 points to the San Francisco 49ers? That's, that's how they play. I go look back and look at the rest of their year. You know, a lot of it is you, you get into these high-scoring affairs. It's Rams football. I, I, I don't like that going into the playoffs, not one bit if I'm a, a Rams fan. Because there's a team like the Chicago Bears out there and that Bears defense, 24-10, to 10, Bears go over the Vikings. All the Vikings had to do was win. But, well, I was going to say, you were, you were talking about all the playoff teams taking care of business. Well, you were just a little bit wrong there. Because yeah. going into this week, the Vikings were a playoff team. You know, winning your end, baby. Uh, and they completely, completely dropped the ball here. Uh, everything up in Minnesota kinds to be up up in the air. The future of that organization, that direction right now. Here's a but, stat you know, the for you. Chicago. Here's a stat for you that's going to blow your freaking mind because it blew my freaking mind. Kirk Cousins, at this point in his career, is 5-25 and 25 against teams that finish the season with a better than 500 record. Wow. Five and twenty-five, and he's making eighty-four freaking million dollars guaranteed. One of one of those top-paid quarterbacks that they go and drop all that money on, it just leaves the rest of the team in shambles. But to go back to the Bears and the Rams, you were talking about. Let's remember, I know it happened in Chicago. If they meet up again, it will be in L.A. But the Bears, uh, what was it? That shut them out, but held them like a field goal or six points, something like that. Yeah, held them I a think pair of field goals. Six. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about the Rams come playoff time. Uh, that defense, it feels like it's it's become bend but don't break. And uh, I'm not sure that secondary is going to be able to keep up with the New Orleans Saints when they play again. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys survive a heart attack against the New York football giants, 36-35. to 35. Huckleberry, I don't buy Dallas at all. I'm not buying them even a little bit. You know, as I'm looking at these first round games, if I'm Dallas, if I, you know, if you're asking me to pick a loser in this wild card, uh, who's going to drop one That's at home? It. It's got to be the Cowboys, you know, because you're coming in, you know, got a Seattle team coming in that is playoff proven, uh, they're a well gelled unit right now, tough on the road. I think they're going to get it done. And I, I think really what's, what got to Dallas, I think they're a solid team here, but I think they just overbought into their own hype once again. Yep. Dak Prescott, he got to get paid. Let me throw one at you, and, and you know anyone still with us in the chat there. You know you, you get you got Dak. I mean, you got everything going on. You got the ego of Jerry Jones. Do, does the wheels completely fall off this thing if they lose once again in the playoffs first round at home? I mean, do we, we go back to you know what? He isn't getting that payday. No, you know, I, we, I we do got a retool. I still think it's going to happen, man. They are going to pay Dak Prescott, and the Cowboys are going to be on that list of uh, teams with overpaid quarterbacks. 
and they're going to be missing the playoffs on a yearly basis. Uh, Seattle, as you mentioned, is going to be taking on Dallas next week. They beat the Arizona Cardinals 27-24. You beat the Cardinals by a field goal? Really? Hey, a, a field goal that cost a man his job, likely. They were probably playing for his the coach's, his, the coach's career out there. Uh, not career, but at least his, his tenure there in uh, in Arizona. But, hey, this is the NFL. You know, teams are coming out to give you their best. They, you know, they're, they, they're playing there to maybe save that, you know, save that dude's job. Because it will, because they're saving his job there. So, hey, hey it, it's the NFL. Win, baby, just win. How about uh, Uncle Pete getting an extension up there in Seattle? You like that? He's good through 2021 now. Uh, I I think that works out there. I think that works. He's, I, got, he's, got, he's getting up there in age, though. I yeah, think he's he one is. Of the order coaches in the league. The thing that helps him, though, is him and Russell Wilson seem to get along really, really, really well. Uh, Philly beats the Redskins 24 nothing. just playing beat the pants off them. I, I feel bad for Redskins fans out there because this is not your fault. I mean, when you get down to, you know, your 18th street string quarterback and you're bringing in guys who, who ran the Alabama scout team to play football for you this week. I, I feel bad for the Redskins. Uh, so this week, Craig Thompson Horsley says uh, all four teams, all four home teams are going to lose this weekend. That's what he's thinking. Here's a look wow, at the NFC wow. Eagles at bears and Seahawks at Cowboys. I'm with you. I'm, I'm going with Seattle over Dallas, but Rick really Eagles over bears. Hey, Eagles are coming in hot. I mean, you want to talk about a team that has got some some steam rolling into the playoffs, but I just think, you know, going into Soldier, that environment there, the, these Bears, they are clicking this season. This is their time, uh, you know, not the time, you know, to make a run of the Super Bowl, but in this week, I think they're going to handle the Eagles. You're going to see uh, the champs with an early exit. If Philly was healthy, I might give them a chance here, but uh, it sounds like Foles is beat up, and that's not the defense I want to go in and play beat up against. That's for damn sure. Um, are you're taking Seattle as well? Uh, I am. I'm going to go. I got uh, I got Bears and Seahawks. Yep. Uh, let's throw things over to the AFC. Chiefs 35, Raiders 3. Those those poor, poor, pathetic Raiders that sound like they may actually move to London for a year. What a freaking joke that'll be. Have a team in London in the AFC West. Uh, but really, let's let's talk a little bit about the Chiefs here because uh, I, this is concerning to me. Weeks 11 through 16, Rick, they averaged 34 points a game. 34 points a game. That's what they averaged. And that sounds good on paper until you realize that their opponents are averaging 35.6 points a game, a full point and a half better. Uh, are you buying Andy Reid's team going into January here, or is this going to be another disappointment for the Kansas well, City Chiefs? Say, these, these numbers don't, you know, they're not as alarming to me as they are to you. Because, again, you know, this is their style. You're going to get into these shootouts. And they've been on the losing end of a couple of these. But you're going to have that as the season progresses. You need some wear and tear on you. Your, your certain styles in your system are going to get exposed. I guess, the, you know, the biggest thing here, the biggest question mark, what's hanging over their head is, is the Andy Reid curse. You know, is, are they going to turn into your typical Andy Reid team? I, I got a feeling this time around, I'm liking the Chiefs right now and the way this thing is laid out. I, I don't. Not necessarily to go to the Super Bowl, but, you know, I'd like them to, you know, get to the AFC Championship if if it would play out for them. I think they're going out next weekend. I don't buy the Chiefs. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is the new Andy Dalton. 
Uh, when you look at the four games that he lost this year, they were the four games that he needed to win, and he chokes in primetime. He had a Thursday night, two Sunday nights, and a Monday night. He lost all four to Goff, Wilson, Breeze. And I actually think – I actually think – we'll see here how this would play out. Uh, let's go through these because I'm looking at scenarios for playoffs next week. Well, we got the Patriots. They win this week, 38-3, to take care of business. You, you look down, and all of a sudden, you know, it's January, and the Patriots are really, really good. I still don't buy them as really, really good because they just took care of the Jets because for the last two to three weeks, we've been talking about how lazy they have been, how unpatriot-like they have been. I'm still not sold on them, but that's when they want, that's what they want you to think. Just when you think that they're down and out, you know, that they, they flip that switch, they're right back to where they were. I just don't really know if, if they've really got it this year. I don't expect them to, to advance to the Super Bowl. You know what's hilarious? Oh, the poor Patriots, they just don't have it this year. All they did was go 11-5. and five. I mean, right. my God, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But, but in some absolute embarrassing losses, some things that have never happened to them before where not really they were beaten, they beat themselves. I think they're so Golden a, State. It, it's it's a situation where if they're going to lose, they're going to beat themselves, and you got to be able to capitalize. you got to be able to jump on the opportunity, and I think they're going to present that to a couple teams. Texans go over the Jaguars 20-3. to You buy in the Houston Texans? You know what? This is this is my hot this is my hot ride right now. If I gotta pick somebody coming out of this thing that's gonna surprise some people, I, I'm going with the Texans. I, I think that you know they're rolling in the right direction. I think you know with the young quarterback play, I think the offense is fine. The defense is definitely there. Uh, great on special teams. I'm liking them. I'm, I'm liking them a lot. I, I think they're gonna take care of the Colts. Take care of the Colts this weekend. Uh, then that would put them likely on the road. If I went with the Chargers, you got the Texans would be going to New England, and I think they can go to New England and get the job done. A place that you have been constantly reminding me of week after week that they have never won. Not only that, the Houston Texans have never beaten the Patriots, whether it's in Houston history. or in history New England. is going to be made. History will be made. I don't buy them. Uh, Twenty nineteen. Ravens win the freaking North 26-24 over the Cleveland Browns. Rick, one of my friends actually sent me a message and said that he thought that the Browns threw that game just to screw the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I popped, I mean, I popped really hard. Right, I, I, you know what? Whatever, whatever can help the Steelers fans sleep at night. You know, whatever pathetic excuse or conspiracy that you can continue to, to roll with that everyone's against you, let's not forget that Baltimore is the city that stole football from Cleveland and then within two years won a Super Bowl that should have belonged to the city of Cleveland. You, you think that they're going to just – they forget about that just you so mad. they can stick it to the Steelers? No, they didn't forget about that. You're just lucky that there was a missed pass and that the Ravens – you know, well – did you see Did you see the footage of all the Steelers fans and the Steelers sticking around their stadium watching the end of that Browns game? It's just absolutely ridiculous. We're going to talk about the Steelers here to close out the show. That's for damn sure. Uh, since 2021 playoff games started by rookie quarterbacks, they're nine and twelve. What do you think? Do you do you buy the Ravens? Can they make a run here? I was going to say you got the uh, Ravens get to host this thing. That's what you know. That's what I kind of like. You know that the Chargers got to go cross country. What kind of weather are we going to get? Chargers are notoriously you know not good on the travel, especially if we, if we can get some snow up there, get a slick turf. They might be able to handle them. But, hey, you were talking about um, rookie quarterbacks in these games. Not as a rookie, this is the youngest starting quarterback for a playoff game ever. Uh, so it has a, a little extra layer of suspense there. I still think 
I still think the Chargers can get it done. You buy Jackson? Not at all. I think he's one of those flash in the pans. Uh, give RG3. it an off season. Give it an off season. Everybody will figure out his style, yeah. and and they'll be talking about replacement by week five next year. Would you pay Joe Flacco if you're a team looking for a quarterback right now? Would you pay Joe Flacco? Uh, you know what? When I see the money that's going around and what's happening, I don't think I would pay Flacco anything but uh, second string money. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. Uh, Chargers 23, Browns 9, and then let's round things out with the Colts over the Titans 33-17. Not a whole lot to talk about in either one of those games um, other than what they have coming up next week. Colts at Texans, Chargers at Ravens. You talked a little bit about that game. Rick, I really, really like the Indianapolis Colts. If, I, I like them a lot. I like all the lot. teams in the playoffs, good. that's the one I, like I don't want. Hey, and if and there's two teams in this thing, they're going to know each other. This is round three between the Colts and the Texans. But I, I just still just I still think you know Texas is rolling right now. They're, they're one of my hot picks. I think they take care of business this opening round. Uh, but on the flip of that, I do like the Chargers to go on the road and pick up a win in Baltimore. I don't like the Chargers going cross country. I think the Ravens are going to pick up that W, and I'm going with the Colts over the Texans even though I really like that Texans defense. Any of these wildcard teams to you have a clear pathway to Atlanta? You like any team more than another of the wildcard divisional round games? Uh, although, like, you know, so we're just talking about the, the ones in that round, right? Yeah. Like I said, you know, I, I, I like the Texans. I, I think they could, you know, surprise a lot of people. Uh, in the NFC, it, it, you know, if I had to pick one, the Bears? Hmm. See, I think I'd go Seattle. I think I go Seattle. Uh, so who do you got? Early Super Bowl predictions of all these teams. What do you think? What do you, when it's all the smoke is? I'm going to pull out an old gimmick. Oh, no. And I'm going to defer the question <laughs> to next week. I'm going to go with Saints and Colts. I got the Colts the going question. all the way to Atlanta. They're freaking oh, a little A little rematch. Yep. A rematch. All right. So let's talk about Black Monday. It hit the fan yesterday for a lot of these teams. Steve Wilkes fired in Arizona. Marvin Lewis finally out as head coach in Cincinnati. Adam Gase gone from Miami. Vance Joseph relieved of his position in Denver. Todd Bowles out in New York. Dirk Cotter out in Tampa. Jameis Winston is going to remain, though. The ownership has made that completely clear. Green Bay and Cleveland still searching for a coach, although I am hearing that the Mike McCarthy to Cleveland deal is very, very close. Uh, Rick, out of these, what do you consider to be the best job? Well, I was going to say, you know, just real quick to jump in, you know, the Mike McCarthy deal. I know where you're at, you know, everyone's still kind of in touch with, you know, where is he going, formal coach. Uh, that's not necessarily the case in northern Ohio. You know, the feeling is there's still a handful of candidates uh, that are being highly considered for this job. You know, to me, though, it'd be a, a, it's almost a crime to not give this to the interim coach up there, uh, Williams Williamson up there. I mean, he, what he's done there is masterful to grab that team when they're, you know, completely just off in obscurity to bring them back where we were talking about the Browns in playoff contention, where they actually had a, a serious chance to even make an impact on the playoffs in the last week. I mean, who would have ever thought that, you know, that they would have come that so far in such little time? Uh, I think you'd have to give him an opportunity. And if not, I think other teams would have to be out there. You know, I, we were talking the other day, if he doesn't get an opportunity in Cleveland, that the Bengals should seriously consider him because they're not a very covenant job. You were talking about what's a hot job. What's a hot job opening here. 
everyone said tonight, well, let's, you know, you got all these Mark fans. And I want to talk about the closing here to give a little respect to Marvel. We got some of these Mark fans out here. Well, we go get, well, we got that, we got Harbaugh on the, on the list. And they're, you know, they're going through the coordinator up New England. I'm sitting around like, Come are on. you guys like on a new hallucinogen that I haven't been given yet? Is no one roofing my drink with whatever the hell you people are on here? No, no chance. This is not a coveted job. I guess out of all these that are available here, I mean, it's still hard to, to say that, that Green Bay isn't amongst the top jobs in professional football, but you'd have to go with, with New York. Yeah, I think that Jets job, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, that's the only job I'm answering the phone for. And, and when you're looking at that, you've got a you've got a, a pretty great a pretty I won't say great, but a pretty good quarterback under a rookie contract. Yeah, I like got, Sam Darnold a lot. You've got tons of cap space. New York is a hotbed, the the biggest market, and even though going in there you're considered the second team in that market. Look how down the major team is. The Giants are showing no signs of life. This is an easy time for the Jets to just grab that city uh, and become you know, the, the apple, the eye of the big apple. Uh, that's got to be a hot destination there. Do you, anything else that jumps out to you on there? I like the Arizona job. I think that's an interesting job, too. And that's another one of those situations where you've got a quarterback under a rookie contract that looks like Rosen's going to be the pathway to the future. And Arizona, it's a whole lot easier to recruit free agents to Arizona than it is to a place like Green Bay, Wisconsin. I think the Green Bay job is awful. I think that is a terrible situation to go into. I think it's because you're so close to it. Maybe because I'm I'm away from it that, that I think it still has that lure and all that. Well, no, I mean, I mean, the the good thing about Green Bay is you have 110,000 people on a waiting list to get season tickets. So, I mean, you know, you're going to have the fan support and whatnot. My issue with Green Bay at this point is you're paying Aaron Rodgers $33 million a year. It's just not a good situation to go into. That defense is not very good. The secondary, we've traded all of it away. Yeah, I think uh, you know, I think the perfect coach up in Green Bay would be that the old coordinator from New England there, his name is Casey right now. But you know, Josh to, McDaniels. For him, McDaniels for him to grab a franchise quarterback like Rodgers, and if he could bring that that system of, I and mean, we've seen it fail so many times when those coordinators leave New England, but if he could get it right, where he can bring in you know some of the scraps from the other teams and place them around you know someone like Rodgers in, in that Brady s system, then he could have success there. So, I mean, that could be a solution to turn around. But I, I get where you're coming from in Green Bay, that, that franchise is, is kind of a disaster. I guess to transition that, I was talking about some of these, these these marks here in Cincinnati that they were, like, celebrating that Marvin is fired. And, yes, the time was right. But we need to show some respect to what this guy has done to this franchise. And for those that may not be familiar with it, this franchise is, is since it's existed, since it was brought into the league in the 68-69 season, has been built around play 500 football for a decade. If you make the playoffs or a Super Bowl, it's okay to to be really bad for a couple of years. They've never cared about players. Mike uh, Mike Brown's father, Paul Brown, he fought tooth and nail against all the other uh, all the other owners to even pay players. He thought that they should just voluntarily want to play for him, line up for the league, and all that. That's how ass backwards they were to players. Marvin Lewis came in here, completely changed the vibe, the atmosphere of a franchise, and actually made them believe that they could be winners. You know, he's leaving the, after 11 seasons, he's leaving this. He's made the playoffs seven times. Unfortunately, no wins. He had five straight runs in the playoffs. He's actually winning divisions. He's this franchise all-time winning coach. Not just all-time winning. If you take two and three on that list and add them together, he still has more. 
I mean, that just lets you know just a little bit of where this franchise has been and where it could go back to. But Marvin came in here, was able to change the system to get into ownership, into their mind, into the front office's mind, that they have to make adjustments. And he made the best of it and gave the city of Cincinnati something to believe in that they could go forward. And now I think they're drinking their Kool-Aid a little too much because, believe me, and I threw out a message the other day, how many head coaching, you know, potential head coaches are blocking phone calls from the 513 right now? Because not a lot of people want to go down there and talk to Mike Brown. Yeah, I, I don't blame him. Uh, you think Hugh Jackson's going to get that job? Uh, if they do, uh, then everything, the wheels have completely fallen off. Everybody will abandon this franchise. They actually, the Bengals were the second lowest uh, in attendance this year behind the Chargers, who play, the Chargers play in a soccer stadium that only holds 27. The Bengals were still behind the league average, I believe, by like 22,000 uh, per per attendance. Uh, they bring Hugh in here. Everyone, you want to talk about dumpster fires. There, there'll be red, there'll be orange and black fires everywhere. Uh, you know, I think, I th- you know, to really reach, I think maybe, the, you know, the coach from Oklahoma, you know, he, he's expressed interest in, in going to the NFL. They, they have some strong ties with the gentleman who was just let go out there in Denver. I don't know if it's the best selling point that, hey, the best we can do is a guy that was not good enough for a team that's already better than us. And I guess there's one interesting phone call that if I'm the Bengals, I definitely make, and he has ties to this city, and the getting might be good for him, and that would be Brian Kelly in Notre Dame. Ooh, that is a good pick because if I'm Brian Kelly, I'm absolutely trying to get out of there. Well, uh, there's there's nowhere to go, you know, but down for Notre Dame for Brian Kelly. Yeah, that's that's absolutely certain. And he's expressed interest that he would like to go to the NFL. Um, let's talk about Mike Tomlin before we wrap things up here. Uh, I I, I feel like the Steelers should have a coaching vacancy as well here, Rick. Uh, I I, I think this is absolutely terrible that the Steelers have missed the playoffs. This is was i should say coming into this season one of the odds on super bowl favorites they're they don't even win the damn division and look at that division you've got cleveland twice you've got cincinnati twice baltimore twice you lost to freaking oakland how is mike tomlin still employed in pittsburgh and as i saw you have a conversation over in facebook in the homie media discussion group and uh kenny kenny lucas who uh i personally know in that uh, he's a great Steelers fan, and he, he was right when he pointed out to you. The Rooney family, that style, they are very loyal. The Steelers are not in the business of firing coaches. You know, they're going to give you every opportunity they can, and, and one season you know, is not going to shit the bed with them. See, but I don't they're feel gonna... like it is one season. I feel like you had this window that was about a decade, and they won one Super Bowl. I, I this, every you... year, they're this underwhelming. You... They're the Detroit Lions of the AFC. You, you, say, you say they won one Super Bowl like that's some kind of like – with like, that roster, I fi- with that roster, I find that as a disappointment. I find it almost as big go. of a disappointment as Aaron Rodgers only winning one Super Bowl in his entire right, damn right. career. Yeah, and it can look. Yeah, I mean, even like uh, a Drew Brees you know, through a short span and all that. The only, the only team that's won multiple ones. You look at the longest tenured coaches and all that. All of them have like one, except for for Bill, who's got five, and, and Marvin, who had zero. But, but it's hard to win a Super Bowl in this league. It's just proof that it that it how difficult it is. They're going to give him an opportunity. Hey, and this year, you know, you got all that stuff going on with Bell. You, you had all, you know, the bad press, you know, the reported turmoil within the locker room. They're going to give him another shot to get that right. And I'll say that, and I think they, they put him on, on notice. He, this is it, man. 
we're not in the business of firing coaches, but you've got to get this right going into next season. You know, now I've just read reports before we went on air that now Brown is requesting a trade because he says he can no longer work with with Big Ben or Tomlin. But already Tomlin and Big Ben have come out and said, well, we don't know where this is coming from. You know, we're all on the same page here. We want to move forward. We talked about all year, you know, are they aging? They're showing their, you know, they're showing cracks in the foundation. Yes, but now it's time to fill those cracks in and see if they can move forward. I, I didn't expect him to get fired one bit. I still hope that he gets fired. That's I, that's genuinely how I feel. I, I, I feel like Mike Tomlin is the best at one thing in the NFL, and that is making excuses at the podium the day after they lose a big game. It, it's... It's New Year's Day, and your bastard ass is what people to be in the unemployment line. Yeah, well, you know, that's what I get. <laughs> that's what I get. Huckleberry, anything else that you wanted to talk about this week from the world of professional sports? I, I think we got it all in, and I'm looking forward to, you know, kicking off the, the NFL playoffs. Uh, we're going we're gonna to settle the, uh, the national championship here in Ohio. Hey, I think uh, they're getting ready to kick. It's the Rose Bowl, the Buckeyes, uh, taking on uh, Washington. And another game that doesn't matter. Oh, Oh, speaking of, I wanted to throw this out there, too, because I find this incredibly annoying, and I'm talking to you, Iowa fans. If you win the Outback Bowl, you don't get to call yourself champions. There's only one champion at the end of the season, and it's going to be Alabama. Stop. We're the Outback Bowl champions. Well, what the fucking do? Who cares? I I defy you to find me a more respected trophy in all of college sports than the Bloomin' Onion Cup. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's going to wrap things up for this week. We'll talk to you next Tuesday here at twitch.tv backslash hitting the marks. We'll talk to you Friday at hitting the marks.podbean.com. Just search hitting the marks on your favorite podcast, listening to the vice. That's the real RBV. I'm not Jargo. We're off like a prom dress. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.